Hey everyone, this is Ksenia Muntan and welcome to another episode of People of Marketing podcast. I'm the founder and CEO of Planable, the collaboration tool for social teams, and I launched this podcast to take a sneak peek into the lives of top marketers. Every week, we explore the story of their careers, the choices, mistakes, wins, and imperfections of their work life. Our guest today is Janice Suter, GSD and AMS Head of Social. Janice oversees the agency's thriving social media practice, providing strategic leadership and mentorship to her team, the staff, and the agency's clients, including some amazing clients such as US Air Force, Capital One, Pizza Hut, and more. Her expertise spans leadership on the evolving social space, generating new business opportunities, seeking out diverse talent and skill sets, and managing day-to-day operations of the agency's social practice. Janice, thank you so much for taking the time to join me today on People of Marketing. Well, thanks. Thanks so much for having me. I'm really excited to talk with you, and I'm, I'm really excited about just your podcast. I've enjoyed listening to the episodes and just hearing, you know, everyone's backstory and, and, and kind of the people behind, behind the, uh, the role. So thanks for providing that, that platform. I'm so happy to hear that. Thank you so much. Um, and that's exactly, you know, what we're going to start with your backstory. That is the best, the best way to kickstart this conversation. I just love diving into people's uh, journey and, and their backstory. And I want to walk a bit through your career and connect the dots. Um, And the first question that I have for you is, do you remember what was your first interaction with marketing ever? (laughs) And you know, what do you think got you into marketing in the first place? (laughs) It's a great question. And it's something, you know, you don't really consciously think when you're a kid or or, or young, you know, you don't think about the power, you know, of brands and marketing like consciously. But when I think about that question, I remember as a, as a child, you know, my mom, um, you know, worked from home and, and, you know, raising us kids and and she used to watch soap operas, you know, during the day. And I remember the commercials and those soap operas and she was, she, she sang the jingles all the time, constantly in her home. And I, it was funny. I used to tease her. I was probably seven or eight years old, you know, during this time period. And, and she would just be, you know, singing a, like a Folgers commercial around the house. And I, it just, <laughs> it wasn't a conscious thought, but, but I, I soon really learned the, the power of, of brands, you know, and kind of the presence that they have in our lives and, and uh, to, to, you know, to, to be actually taking and materializing, you know, in a person that way, she's a, you know, a singing uh, advertisement. Um, <laughs> and she really, it was very entertaining. So it's just a fun kind of random story about my first interaction with, you know, the power of brands and, and how they, they are so present in our lives. And, yeah. and I, I think that did make an impression on me that I brought into my, my adult life. A hundred percent. The way, you know, the power the brands have to get into your head. Is, right. Is a little jingle is all, all it takes. Yes. You can't get rid of them. <laughs> um, I, I love your backstory. It's a, I think it's a beautiful way of getting, um, familiar, uh, acquainted with the, with the marketing world. Um, walk us a little bit through your career afterwards. You know, what did you study and when did you get started with marketing um, as a profession? 
Sure, sure. I, I studied advertising at the University of Texas here in Austin, um, and that's where I currently reside. It's a, it's a city that's very difficult to leave, I'll tell you that. <laughs> so a wonderful city, really booming, and a great place to live. I'm not inviting more people to come, but, uh, <laughs> but I, am, I am just expressing my, my, uh, my love for this city. Um, so I, I uh, studied advertising, graduated with a degree in, in advertising, and um, the job market wasn't great when mm-hmm. I graduated. But um, so I took an internship, you know, worked, worked for free, you know, it was an unpaid oh, wow. internship to, to be able to make a connection at, at GSDNM. And that was, you know, this was the, the advertising agency, the, the place where everyone um, wanted to work. Uh, and so that was my ultimate goal. But I did, because of the, the economy, I did get into um, a catering gig and did that for a few years after, after graduating. Um, and I had the opportunity because of this, this internship uh, to get in kind of on the ground floor in, in a media capacity uh, in, as a kind of a media buyer slash planner to support a big piece of business that, that was just brought in um, to GSDNM. So it was, it was a dream come true to get that role and to be working for this company, this storied advertising agency that I'd heard so much about and that, you know, you drive by the building every day and, and, um, it was really exciting for me and I didn't really know what I wanted to do, but I just knew that this was a good, a good place to start. And it, you know, if you look at my, my resume, my LinkedIn, you'll see it's, it has been a winding road yeah. of, of roles, very diverse roles, roles that are somewhat, you know, just leaning into innovation and new things. So, mm-hmm. so that was something that I, I guess I, I realized that about myself is just my innate curiosity for what's new, what's next. And it really did drive me to find new roles, you know, as I, as I progressed and as I moved up, up the ladder and, and had interest and, and raised my hand and made sure that, that, you know, people that had influence and, and power within the organization and were essentially mentors. And I had a person here that, that really listened to me. And, and, you know, she asked me, you know, write, write your job description, write your job, dream job on paper and share yeah. it with me. And she, that was kind of that moment, you know, in my career where I, I, you know, I expressed what I wanted to do in a way, in a very tangible way. And someone inside the organization was able to kind of be that invisible hand um, to, to help break down barriers to create, because these are all new roles that I, that I uh, walked into. I think there were about th- three roles that were just created for, for me and my desire to, you know, to, to lean into a passion that I had, but also to fill a business need that I felt was, was lacking as new platforms were developing, whether that was interactive television or social or mobile or, or those things that were coming along, you know, I've been around uh, for a while. So yeah, I just wanted to absorb and learn and create new, new spaces to communicate with people and uh, work with vendors and, and entrepreneurs that, you know, to create spaces for, for that kind of new communication. And that was really exciting for me. So as long as I can kind of feed that curiosity and, and just learning new things as I grow in my career, and I'm, I'm always growing, I'm still growing. <laughs> yeah. uh, and having a mentor and someone to champion you throughout, through, throughout that journey, that was really key for me and in, in, in going beyond kind of that first job into, you know, more emerging media platforms and then to digital strategy and then to where I am now um, as far as heading up the, uh, the, 
social practice here and uh, you know love loving this position and and knowing that there's you know always something uh, around the corner to to develop and, and build teams around and build a practice around so I'm always always up for uh, what's next I have so many questions <laughs> <laughs> So first <laughs> that was all, a lot. <laughs> yeah, no, no, that's that's very interesting. Uh, so I'm actually on your LinkedIn um, mm-hmm. on your LinkedIn page right now, um, and you know you mentioned that when you joined the uh, GSDNM, you were already looking up to this agency. So I see that you know you've been mm-hmm. with the company for 25 years. How old is the company? <laughs> Tell <laughs> us a little bit about the about yeah. the agency. <laughs> Yes, uh, the agency. It's 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 funny that you ask because we will be celebrating our fiftieth wow. anniversary uh, this summer. So we're really excited. It's been an interesting year leading up to wow. it. Um, you know, I know there's other uh, companies. Our client, Southwest Airlines, is kind of in the same. They're celebrating their fiftieth um, anniversary as well. So it's it's interesting in this era of COVID where we've all been somewhat, you know. Um, you know, secluded to, to be celebrating such a big milestone. And, but we're starting to do that. You know, we're starting to emerge out of, out of the quarantine and, and, mm-hmm. and start to really mark that milestone. And yeah. so when I think about us turning 50 as an organization and, and thinking about the founders who, who came out of, you know, University of Texas, it's a great story. And, and well, well documented, but they wanted to, you know, start a company um, and to be in advertising, but they wanted to be here in Austin. Um, this is the place that they loved, as, as I've kind of experienced coming out of, out of school as well. And um, gosh, look at what they've, what they've built. You know, it's, yeah. it's really pretty amazing. The, the iconic brands um, that they've worked with, including, you know, Southwest Airlines, United States Air Force. Uh, there are, there are so many um, to list. But um, so that's, I feel like I've kind of grown up with this company, mm-hmm. you know, and I've seen it. I've seen the twists and turns, the ups and downs, the wins, the losses, um, the relationships. They're all, you know, <laughs> it's what keeps me here. And, and, and the culture is, is so strong. And it's something that, you know, to be able to take a person coming in and help them evolve and find brand new roles like that, that says something about the culture that they're they're embracing change or uh, chairman called it you know embracing change kiss it on the lips <laughs> you know it's 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 about that is what our jobs are every day mm-hmm. and um so yeah just thinking about the uh, those iconic brands and the, the brands that we get to work with is is really exciting is what keeps me here every day so we de- we definitely do plan to uh, to celebrate we we commemorate every year that we're here with a thing that happened like a a moment and we create it's a poster series for love and momentum we call it and um so every year we 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 celebrate uh something that that really marked the year and so every year on our anniversary we unveil um we unveil that and so it'll be That's really interesting idea. to see to see what that is on our on our 50th anniversary it's something everyone looks forward to and and uh you know everyone wants to be part of that thing you know yeah. that is that is uh really stamped in in history as part of our you know part of our history as a, as a company mm-hmm. and uh and everyone you know plays a role along the way Many people would consider themselves to be super, super lucky to find a place where they can grow like you did and, you know, one, one place where they can grow like this. Um, most careers look very different to yours. 
Right. <laughs> yeah, I realize. I realize yeah. I'm a unicorn. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes, a unicorn. That's the best description because it's you know it's lucky uh, to be able to find a place where you can grow, where um, where you don't hit a ceiling in terms of your growth, where the culture you know fits, where you can evolve and grow with the company at the same time. Um, but you know, many people's careers, you know, look different. And I, I think there's even a trend today of, you know, changing jobs. And many people have this mentality of, you know, if I stay with the job for too long, uh, you know, I'm not evolving, I'm not growing, mm -hmm. you know, I need to be changing right. jobs. What, like, what do you think about that? For me, yeah, as I've been able to evolve into different roles, I, I, and I will tell you very honestly, you know, it, as I have stayed here and, 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 and changed roles, mm -hmm. sometimes I do reflect and, on, okay, is this good for me to be here this, this long? What does this look like yeah. on paper, you know, to the outside world? Is it mm -hmm. something I, is this, is this something I'm proud of? Is this something I'm, you know, does this feel like I've limited myself along the way? And I, I finally have just embraced that I'm absolutely, uh, I'm proud of this journey and I'm, I'm happy to be a unicorn. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, I, I think I demonstrate every day how, uh, this place has, um, you know, helped, helped me grow and, and, uh, you know, to be able to immerse yourself and, and, and be a specialist in so many areas, but also to evolve as a, mm -hmm. as a leader. So I think every, the leadership is constantly changing because your, your, your teams are changing, your practice is changing, your methods are changing. It's just, it's also human. And, and, and that's why what's so great about this podcast is that it, it's, teams are, are made up of, of human beings. And so my job is different every day because my, my job is really them. It's not about, it's about them and celebrating them and the outputs and, um, and those change every, every single day. Uh, so as, a, as a, I don't, it, it, and that really evolves anywhere you are when you, when you kind of get into that leadership position, it really is all about you growing um, a team and evolving and keeping keeping pace uh, with what's happening. You know, our priorities eight years ago are absolutely 100% different, um, even in the social realm um, today than we were eight years ago when, you know, algorithms were different. We, 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 we were pretty assured that people were seeing everything we were putting out. Now, now that's, that's changed and that's different. So we have to lean into different ways to engage people. And so that means, you know, finding different kinds of, of people to make up that team and to understand kind of the rhythms of, of the social ecosystem and, and how brands operate within mm -hmm. it. It's, it's just very different. Um, so I've, I've embraced from a leadership perspective, I really have embraced my, my longevity here. <laughs> and, uh, and I love it when people, you know, new, new people come in and then I learn from them and I just absorb like a sponge and it's like, oh, wow, <laughs> you know, this is, this is awesome. Uh, so, you know, I, I hope I can bring that to people, um, that are coming in and, and that they can learn from me as well. But I really do, I do thrive with, with new people coming in. And I, um, so I think it's, it's a little bit of both, you know, I think we, mm -hmm. we need, we need to cycle and we need to, to have new experiences, new organizations. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily advise anyone against yeah yeah like like moving around every couple of years and, and really just absorbing what what you want out of a company so that you know when it comes time to really finding a home where you can yeah 
dig in and put in some years and really grow, like, you know, you know exactly what you, what you want and what you want out of your company because it is a give and take. (laughs) It is. It absolutely is a marriage. (laughs) And I've been married for a, for for about as long as I've been working wow. for GSDNet yes. too. So you've yeah, unlocked so the secrets to life: a long <laughs> marriage and a long relationship and a long relationship oh. with a company. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you know we you mentioned social, um, and you are currently uh, leading social in the agency. Uh, you're the VP Director of Social at uh, GSDNM. And I, you know, I want to ask you, like marketing is a very, very large field and the creative mm-hmm. service uh, in terms of the agencies also, you know, you can pick from a lot of things. What do you think made you choose, um, choose social media particularly? Did you choose it or was it something that, you know, uh, naturally came to you? Was it a plan or more like it grew on you um, in time and you just, you know, kind of mm-hmm. found yourself in these shoes? Right. I, I think it's a little bit of both. I think I mm-hmm. chose it. It chose me. I was in a position where I was um, exploring new, you know, new media platforms. We called yeah. it, you know, emerging media now, which seems so outdated because really nothing (laughs) I mean it's just something new every day but you know at that point it was like social and mobile were like the big okay this is like the new the new frontier and Mm -hmm. I love that and so you know it was like you had your your Facebook profile you know in college and that was pretty much the extent of it it was kind of like limited to um to the college population and then it just you know became public and then everything else sprouted out of that um, so it's, it's, yeah, it's changed so much, but it wasn't even in, on the map when I, when I started here, social was not even a, you know, a channel, um, in any, in any way, shape or form. Um, so when I started seeing like the, the ability to, to read, like the conversational elements of it, you know, to understand what people, it wasn't so much from a content perspective, it was more about a conversational perspective and understanding and being able to have a pulse on what people are thinking and feeling their emotions around, you know, their lives and, 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 and even around, you know, activities, brands, uh, categories, like that's super powerful. And, and, and the very earliest stages of that were really appealing to me. Like, wow, we can, we can converse in this way with each other and in public, um, and express our opinions. I, I just think that that's just at the core of, of us as being human is, is this desire to express ourselves. And I think that's just what attracted me to it and pulled me in. But then there was an opportunity we were doing, you know, gosh, way back in the, way back in the old days. I mean, you know, 15 years ago, we were doing it here in the agency in different ways to support different clients, but it wasn't centralized. There was no like formalized practice around it or career paths or tool sets or, or things like that. So, you know, the need was there and I, I was looking, you know, for something new. And uh, so, you know, I was presented with the opportunity to, to lead it and to start to create a practice, a story, a vision that ties in with the overall agency, you know, story as an integrated full service agency, you know, where does social fit in? And I, I think that has something to do with you know, organizations where social fits. And I, this is, seems to be a theme, theme with a lot of the social people you talk to is it's messy, you know, and it doesn't necessarily live 
in one place in an organization because it touches everything. It's intertwined with, you know, with customer service, with, yeah. with advertising, with, with marketing, with customer care, with uh, consumer insights, you know, that rich, valuable conversational data that we can extract from social to, to inform, you know, the way we brief creative, the way we create platforms around brands. It's, it's so powerful. It's like a, I always call it a 24 seven focus group. You know, Twitter is just this amazing treasure trove of, uh, of, uh, of insights that we, you know, that we mine every day and, you know, consciously or, or unconsciously it's, it's there. Um, but the opportunity was there to build a practice and it, it is, it has, it's far exceeded my expectations as far as the potential and, and what we've been able to make out of it and what we've been able to do, you know, the, the output of it, how it's changed this agency. And um, yeah, I'm just so happy that I, that I had the opportunity to be able to, to, to lead it and see it grow and change and evolve with the time. Yeah. Uh, tell, tell us a little bit about your role today. What does it look like? I know there is no, <laughs> typical day uh, in, in the social media world and in the agency world as well. Um, but, you know, how would you describe a typical day in, in, your, in your work life? You know, how do you start your day? If you have any routines, right. you know, what's the first thing you check on your phone? Um, mm -hmm. uh, basically, how does your day or your week go? You know, how big is your team? <laughs> how many right. meetings do you have? That kind of stuff. Yeah, definitely. Well, I try to, I try to keep balance. So, you know, every day, really the night before I just look at my, I look at the day ahead and I just kind of assess, okay, where, where do I need, where am I playing a role? Basically, I'm just trying to ensure that I have enough time to, to think and process uh, right. and, and to solve problems. Um, and that is really, and, and to meet, you know, one-on-one -on -one with my team, I definitely, you know, protect that time. Um, to help them and to uh, help them work through problems and, and challenges. And so I just try to make sure that I have enough space. And if I don't, um, because, you know, we all have those back to back to back to back, uh, I, I, I try to find it because I, and, and I will push something, I will create space in my day to be able to, um, to operate in, in an efficient way and to be able to do the things that I, I need to do to be effective. And that's checking in with my team, making sure that they're, they're okay. And, uh, and, and then more kind of the development, the work development. Um, and of course the, the, the meetings. Um, so I do have a, you know, I, I am kind of a list. <laughs> I think a lot of people that, that you, you interview are, uh, or we talk with our list makers. I, yes. I think we just have to have some sort of structure in our lives. And so I have like, a, I have a short list of the things before you are checking out for the day, you've got to get these things done. And then there's yeah. my kind of stretch list. So, um, but I do have, uh, a trick that, that has worked for me a little bit. It's that, Tell us. I don't know if anyone's, it's, it's called the Pomodoro method and it's yes. been, yeah. yes, it's been a document. I think it was a New York times article that someone shared here at work. And I was mm -hmm. like, Oh, this is exactly what I need because I can, you know, as a social professional, we are constantly distracted by, um, by our phones and, and, yeah. and I mean, everybody does, but, but especially us, because it is our, it's part of our job. So you can so easily get, pulled in because it's like, well, I have to do this for my, right, my right. job. I have to check what's trending and, and make sure that, you know, um, that, that we're 
keeping our clients, you know, safe and, and, uh, right. and looking those, at the content through that lens, all yeah. of that. For those out there who don't know what the Pomodoro <laughs> technique is, it's basically chunks of work followed by small, smaller chunks of, of, uh, of breaks. What is it? Is it like 45 minutes of work and then 15? I, right, I've been doing 20. Yeah, I think 20. the traditional uh, first level is 20 minutes and five minutes break. So mm-hmm. I, I what, so what I do is I set my timer on my phone. I put my phone face down kind of away from my reach. And, um, so it's basically like an, you know, it's based on the, the old fashioned egg timers, you know, in kitchens, uh, the Pomodoro, it's like shaped like a, like a Pomodoro. Um, and so it, yeah. And then if you go another 20 minutes, then you get, I think, I think a 10 or 15 minute break. So yeah, if you're in the groove and you're focused and that 20 minutes is up and you don't want to break the rhythm, then mm. you just set another 20 minutes and then you take another 10 to 15 minute break. So yeah, I'm glad I'm, that's great. That you've, you've heard of that and, and practiced that. And I think it's been um, good for a lot of people. I, I have good days of Pomodoro and I have bad days of Pomodoro where I just can't because yeah. of the meetings, they get in the way. But um, so it's good if I have a big space of time where I'm trying to be productive and, and really knock out a lot of, um, mm-hmm. you know, uh, challenges or problems or, or just, you know, brain teasers, uh, whether it's just team development or, or, uh, or a business problem um, that that has really helped me kind of get through those things. That's a, such a good pro tip for productivity. <laughs> I love it. I tried the Pomodoro technique myself. It never, I, I could never stick with it, to be honest. I don't know why. Um, yeah. Just, it, it's, it's hard. There, you, like you need to build that routine in. It, it's, it, right. You really need to build that skill of like following it. And mm-hmm. you also need like, as, as you mentioned, you know, the chunk of, of time to actually, uh, to actually exactly. do it. But it is such, right. like if you can master it, it's such a great technique. It really is. It's not muscle memory for me by any stretch, but I know it's there. And if I have the right kind of day for it, mm-hmm. I'll definitely, I'll definitely do it. Yeah. Um, you know, let's, uh, let's continue talking shop a little bit uh, since you mentioned tools. Are there any other tools out there that you use um, to stay productive at work? Well, <laughs> Yeah, productive. I, yeah, I was going to say Twitter and I was like, well, that's actually kind of the opposite, <laughs> but, um, but I use it really to, to ingest a lot of news and it, it's kind of like that dashboard for me of yeah. understanding what's happening in the world, what people, what people care about, you know, mm-hmm. what is the, what does the internet care about today? And I think that's just such a, it's, it's discovery tool. Exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. It's, it's both utility and kind of self-care and, and, um, it, it, it helps feed my, my soul, my brain and my, um, you know, and it informs all the work that I do. And, and, you know, as having, having a team who, who lives and breathes in, in social, I, I just, I have so much respect for them and their ability to, um, just to know what's happening at any given moment and to know what's cool, what's trending. I mean, that's just, that's what they do. And they are so, good at it and they teach me um things every day and um so i kind of you know i've I've adopted these these habits twitter is the first thing that i look at when i wake up and it's probably not the best habit in the world because there's a lot of negativity there but (laughs) but it does help me kind of set myself up and understand what's happening in a day and how how our brands can be seen through that lens knowing Mm. that we're we're pushing content out what does this mean for this brand or this brand, or is this an opportunity for us to, 
align with something that's happening, you know, in culture. Uh, those are just, they, that's just the thing that kind of wires my brain, right? Before I step into, you know, a work environment. And yeah, again, it's probably not, not as uh, healthy because, because you can, it's hard to turn that off and just to kind of decompress. Um, but, but I love it. I really do. It, it does mm. feed me in a lot of ways. So yeah, productivity kind of indirectly definitely makes me productive. <laughs> a useful <laughs> but, um, yeah, tool, any kind a of, useful right, tool, let's say. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but any kind of um, organizational tools, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, I use, I, I, you know, we, we have, we're in a Teams environment, so Microsoft, yeah. you know, tools. So I try to, you know, maximize what's available to us just, just because those things can seamlessly help us share information, you know, as we're thinking of it, as we're capturing notes, you know, we, we can, you know, we can send those off and, and uh, in a seamless way. So, you know, just trying to do what I can with the ecosystem that, that we work within, but um, you know, generally I, I, uh, I, I am kind of a note taker. So <laughs> that's, a, that's something that's kind of hard to break. I love my, I love my paper, but I'm trying to, to shift over to a digital format so that we can, so that I can share mm -hmm. notes and that I can search, um, you know, keyword search and, and find yeah. things that, that I talked about last week that I need to call up really quickly. So, you know, that, that's very helpful versus uh, a lot of paper. <laughs> yeah, that, that makes a, a lot of sense. Uh, I had to kind of force myself to transition from paper. I was a big, big uh, note taker mm -hmm. on paper. I loved it. Like the feeling of crossing something and just same. writing. Yes. So, so good. But for the same reasons, as you mentioned, I just had to force myself to start. Um, I had to hide my notebook, mm -hmm. <laughs> my paper right. notebook to just make myself, uh, you know, take uh, notes. Um, uh, digitally. Um, yep. You mentioned Twitter earlier and how, you know, following dozens of social media accounts is, is almost, you know, part of the job description. Mm -hmm. Do you have a favorite Twitter account or, you know, better, better said, better asked, like, you know, the person behind what Twitter account would you like to meet? <laughs> <laughs> I love that question. And it changes every day. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah. And this one's a little bit of a silly answer, but um, I love RoomWriter. <laughs> I would love to meet that person okay. behind RoomWriter. So this is, you know, an account that that rates the backgrounds of, um, since we're all in a Zoom environment, um, you know, people being interviewed on, on cable TV, they have, you know, the room set up and some, some of it is a total disaster and some of it is so well art directed. So they, they have a rating system for, um, for these backgrounds. And now it makes me very conscious of what my background looks like. Uh, but it's hilarious. I, it's just, oh it's just at room Raider. Um, and, uh, I think they've got a pretty good following, but it's snarky, really snarky. And, um, you know, just, I just love the language, the way they use language to um, kind of like, it's like they're judging, you know, some kind of a, I don't know, a, um, a design contest or something, or, or a, I don't know, a, a home tour. It's just like, this is on point, you know, it's just, it's so fun. And I, and I love it. And I, it has nothing to do with my, with, with work, but it's just engaging content to me. And it's very repeatable. And it's just a, it's something that could live on forever. Uh, no one, it just never gets old. Um, I am a, you know, I, I follow a lot of meme accounts and that's on Instagram and that's just because 
I need, I need that. And I can, it's such a great way to express an idea or a thought or an emotion (laughs) in, in one fell swoop, you can, you can communicate so many things, um, with that, uh, with that piece of content. And so I, I can have entire conversations using gifs and memes. And, uh, so those things on Instagram really, really feed me as well. And I know that isn't, uh, related to work, but, um, but that's something I love to spend some time with just to kind of inject a little bit of, of humor in what we do, because you have to have that. You've got to have a sense of humor, um, in this, in this business. I love it. I think the Twitter <laughs> handle, I think the Twitter handle is rate my Skype room, if I'm not mistaken, but I, they did the name account is room Raider. I, I had to like Google it mm-hmm. a little bit and find right. it. It's yeah. rate my Skype room, so it, it's it's from the Skype days. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, right. My, yep, I see it. I see it now. I'm just think of it as room raider, but yeah, but check I love it. Out. it. It's, like, it's a lot of fun. I just took a look <laughs> at it. Good tidy corner book setup, photos, family, <laughs> eight out of ten. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> it is so funny. I'm gonna follow it and share it with the. I have a colleague uh, here at Planable that is uh, very much into Twitter for you know, for entertainment. So I think this is mm-hmm. going to be a great Twitter account for him. Thank you for <laughs> suggesting it. <laughs> sure. um, okay, good. So moving on, um, I want to talk, you know, a little bit about, um, about challenges and, uh, and, and struggles because, you know, talking about journeys, it's not always, uh, it's not always happy, happy, joy, joy, you know. Um, Mm -hmm. it's obviously a lot of growth and a lot of low points in our careers and a lot of, a lot of struggles. And the first question that I have, you know, on these, on, on this theme for you is what was the habit or the skill that you struggled the most to develop in yourself? Well, when I think about my journey, one thing that, that does come out is this, I think everybody who is in a leadership position has to transition from it's like getting your head straight around what your value is and what as you come up in the ranks like if you're you're valued based on what you produce Mm. those tangible things you know i did this and i did this presentation and i did this and i made this piece of content that got this kind of engagement or or whatever it is and and as i you know it's probably about eight years ago as i was transitioning into a leadership position. And I, I had to let go of that. You know, I had to, I had to let go of those things that, that I felt defined me Mm. and do, and go into something and, and and go into an area that, that defined me by the success of, of the people that, that I lead. And that was really, that was very bumpy and, um, difficult for me. And it took someone, you know, a, a great, leader in my own life and a mentor to help me understand and to make that transition and to, and to, and to say, it's okay, because now this is what's important to you now. Um, It's not this, this thing, you've got to let go of those things. And um, when you do it well, you will be recognized and you will get energy from it and you will, um, you know, reap the rewards of of it And, and, and your team success is your success. And, um, so that's, that's the philosophy that I've always taken. And, and my, I, I was in, um, I had a therapist for a while and, and she, she gave me a great piece of advice as well. And I, you know, recommend therapy for, for, for anyone. 100%. Um, yeah. <laughs> she said, you, you know, <laughs> yes, yes. Amen. Um, she said, 
when I was kind of going through this struggle in, in transitioning from kind of a, a producer to, to a, a leader was, you know, and I'm a mom, I have, I have uh, two kids. And she said, you know, I, you, you love, I can tell you, you love being a mom and you, you're good at it. I can tell by what you're telling me. Mm. And she said, just lean in to that strength and that, you know, you care about people and, and you, you want to keep them safe. You also want them to grow and you want them to not be insulated or too protected. You know, you're not a helicopter mom. I can tell that. <laughs> so, so treat your, your team members as you would in, in some ways, not obviously not in every way, but, um, as you would leverage your mothering instincts, um, mm -hmm. to, to help your team members succeed. And in whatever form that takes, um, and I, and I really, I was like, that is the weirdest thing I've ever heard. But like, of course, I'm not going to be a mom to so these people. <laughs> but at the same time, you know, you're going to let, you're going to want them to take risks. You're going to want them yeah. to experience life and to take, take the hard stuff, yeah. but also to give them a, you know, confidence and, and be their cheerleader and mm -hmm. to, you let them make mistakes and, and to, to kind of be there to, to help them talk it through when, when they do make mistakes and, uh, but to keep them essentially keep them safe. Don't let them, you know, touch that hot grill or, you know, oven, yeah, yeah, yeah. um, and, and to, to warn them about those things. Um, but when they do make the mistakes that, that you're there and to, to help them learn from it. And so anyway, that was a, that was great advice for me. And I really took it to heart and it helped me make that transition into, to leadership and, and, finding value in myself in what I do. It's about that the outputs of the, the team themselves and, and the outputs um, is, is really what's important to me. And, and uh, it, but it's hard, it's hard for people that are very task oriented and kind of type a, you know, to, to, to get into that world. And, but it was, it's a gradual thing, but just to, to know that it, it's okay, you know, you can let, you can let it go. And it's really about the success of your people um, is what defines you. I mean, so that was I'm probably the most biggest challenge for me. I'm wondering if this goes the other way around, if this, uh, you know, myself being in a, in a leadership position, is this going to make me <laughs> better, a better mom right. when I have kids? <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, not everyone has kids. So it's like, I, I'm, I'm, you know, this doesn't apply to everybody, but I think, we, I think everyone has kind of that nurturing instinct and, yes. and uh, you know, to some degree. So it's just like, use it, you know, care about, you know, just, people need to know that you care. And, and yeah. sometimes it may feel like, Oh, I, I'm, this is too touchy feely for me, but yeah, yeah. I, I just don't, I don't think you can do enough of that. I really don't. It's a lot about, I think it's a lot about kind of like listening, but also being mm -hmm. honest with them. Like I'm, I'm yes. thinking about my mom, you know, how straightforward she was with me. You know, she was never like, she wasn't taking my side when I, right. <laughs> when I was being yes. you know, insane and <laughs> unreasonable. Um, you know, like that kind of honesty, you know, being like super direct and being able to listen. Right. I, think, I think, you know, it does sound odd in the beginning when you say it, but mm -hmm. then like, if mm -hmm. you really look at it closely, it makes so so much sense and i think right. I, I agree with you so much like even if we don't have you know we don't have kids we can remember you know our own parents you know our our mothers our you know dads and just you know right. lean into the type of nurturing that we've gotten you know mm -hmm. from them 
Um, yep. And yeah, I do hope it goes the other way around. <laughs> I hope uh, you know, that, that's, you know, um, my training. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, good. So I have one more question for you uh, before we dive into the rapid fire session. Um, and it's a bit of a controversial one. Um, and I want to I wanna ask you, you know, what is that, you know, the marketing industry, especially social media, as you mentioned, you know, there's things that are changing every day, every single day. Um, and there's a lot of new trends, a lot of new buzzwords that are happening in the industry, new popular things, and even social media networks almost every, every other week. So what is that? you know, trend or belief or popular thing in, in, in marketing or in social media culture that is annoying you or that you disagree with? Oh, gosh. <laughs> so many. So many. Um, I, you know, the buzzwords just kill me. Um, yeah. And I, in just the, um, the use of them, <laughs> the abuse of them, <laughs> Um, when I hear words like fidgetal, I just wanna, <laughs> I, just, I, I just go crazy. So I don't really have, I mean, I, as far as just a um, trends, I, you know, I do take those things with a grain of salt. Mm -hmm. You know, when I see headlines like TV is dead or whatever, which I did <laughs> in, the, in the old, you know, way back, it's just, it is, it is to make those kinds of statements when mm -hmm. streaming, and episodic video is so popular. It's just, yeah. it just takes a different form. And so it's almost like the it shock holds, value, yeah. right? It, it's people want to be controversial. And so they do that through, through headlines that are like, Hmm, I don't know about that. There's a lot behind that. And I think that's, that's kind of going a little bit too far. And I just, the examples of that are really frustrate me because it's like, if you, if you were in the industry and you understood the nuances of, of what you're, of what you're, um, what you're asserting in this headline and, and, and making people kind of lean um, in one direction or, or have a, have an opinion or try to shape an opinion that really is, you know, pretty consequential in the industry. Um, that that's a little bit annoying, but so things like that, like declaring the death of something is really, ugh, I, that could be true. It just takes a different form. It takes a, a digital form. It takes an interactive form. And, and you can point to so many different examples of that. Um, so that would be, you know, my answer. I can't think of really anything anything this is, else this is a great this is a great one this is a great one this works okay okay good and then you know then we can get into crypto and all that stuff but um <laughs> no i'm kidding i won't go there won't go there oh uh, yes oh yes don't uh, but i love it like like i love the fact that we have these like new i just love like new categories and new yeah. you know um things that are difficult to wrap your head around as far as what what is what's backing this thing up mm -hmm. what is, what is the true value um what's that tangible value and really thinking about that um in, in debating it and and i yeah. love it and i love i love the debates that that i have with with my team they're all very um spirited and fun um <laughs> and everyone has a different opinion uh and i i welcome that uh, i just don't like those very you know, declarative, like one side or the other on, on, on something on the demise of something, um, that, that, that's, yeah, <laughs> I don't like that at all. 
can definitely there's always nuance yes. there's always gray area that's yeah. not white and black uh, <laughs> black and white yes i yeah. can definitely relate to that so uh janice i have uh, a couple of quick uh, rapid fire questions for you mm -hmm. and my first one is <laughs> not trying to make you take sides but what's your favorite social media network <laughs> It does seem like Twitter. Did I get yeah, it? Yeah, Twitter. Did I get it's it right? Twitter with closely followed by Instagram. Closely followed closely, by Instagram. Very okay. closely. And and TikTok <laughs> is, you know, is my kind of my my uh side side gig. Yeah, the guilty pleasure. <laughs> um, just it just depends. Yeah, it just depends on what mood I'm in and if I'm just kicking mm -hmm. back and want to be entertained. Um, you know, TikTok's great, but yeah. the others uh really are kind of serve multi-purpose got it yeah um what's you know the worst advice that you've ever received in your career Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> the worst advice <laughs> wow um gosh you know what? I can't even think of an answer. I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> no worries. I mean, I, I think, <laughs> I think the fact, I think the fact that you can think of, you know, you can't remember the worst advice that you've ever received that, uh, that alone says something. <laughs> Maybe yeah, you just I, had amazing people around you or right. you're not taking it to heart and like discarding it instantly. <laughs> well, uh, right. And I'll, I'll go a little bit, I guess, outside of like, or a little bit more big picture on that when mm -hmm. I, I guess it's more about my, my values. And if I am advised to do something that is counter to what I believe in my values. Um, and sometimes that's difficult to do and to push back on, but when it feels weird in your gut, yeah. when you're, you're asked to do something or advised to do something that makes you prickly <laughs> or makes you, you know, uh, you just don't feel right and you ha you do have power and you have have a choice in the matter um it's just kind of trust your trust your instincts you know because you you know what your you know your values and you know what your boundaries are and um i think people just need to kind of trust that and and, and really push back on advice that might not feel right because i know a lot of people are and i just you know can't think of a specific example right now um but i know I know I've gotten a lot of bad advice along the way. Um, and it's just trust your gut and your instinct to, um, you know, to challenge that advice if it doesn't feel right to who you are, because I think what works for one person won't work for another person. And, um, but I've gotten so, I think I'm just leaning into the great advice I've gotten along the way. Mm. And uh, those people that have given it to me, it, they know who they are and um, they have, have really changed changed my life and my trajectory and uh and um you know they, they i'm a i'm kind of a they, they see it demonstrated things that they've told me you know every day uh in, in working with them and, and kind of how i've grown so I, I i what i remember is the good advice um uh, yeah that is great <laughs> advice on worst advices <laughs> yeah <laughs> what to do with worst advices and you know I what tonight it. i'm gonna lay down in bed and be like oh i forgot about that and that and that and then i'll just go into a big you know spiral downward spiral please don't <laughs> don't put that on my conscious <laughs> okay so my last question is uh if you wouldn't be doing what you're doing today what else what else would you do 
the thing I've always wanted to do since I was a kid was to have my own cooking show. And I'm not wow. necessarily a good cook. I, <laughs> you know, I, I, I do okay. You know, I, I, I keep myself fed. But um, to have, like, have people chopping stuff and prepared in those neat little ramekins and, and, like, I've got this really fancy kitchen and I can just talk as I'm cooking, that is, like, that's a dream. And I, and I, I used to watch those cooking shows on PBS mm-hmm. and, and on the um, Food Network, and, and that would just, that would be so much fun. And, um, I'm, I've gotten into gardening over, over COVID and I actually have planted, you know, vegetables in my backyard and, and have discovered this new thing that I'm interested in that I, I never had the patience or, um, tenacity for. And, um, and now I understand what it, what it feels like to grow, to grow actual things <laughs> that I can eat and I can enjoy and, and look at and to go out every day and to see, how they progressed. And I think, I think that really does kind of feed into, you know, being, being a leader and, and seeing people grow and experiencing their growth. And, and I can do this in a little, little, you know, fun way on the side, you know, with, with, uh, with my strawberries and my, uh, you know, my peppers and, and all those things that, uh, that I watch and, and help grow every day. And, and uh, so, yeah, maybe it's a, it's a competition between the, the cooking show and the gardening show, but I would love to do something like that. I love it. I love <laughs> if it. I would have an audience, you know, they'd have to be very, <laughs> have a sense of humor for sure <laughs> to so put up with me. I love it. The common thread <laughs> is like growing and just like uh, creating something. Cause like food is also, you know, making something and like in a way mm-hmm. growing it, evolving it in a way to get right. it from nothing to something. Mm-hmm. So I think it makes a lot of sense considering everything that we've talked today. Uh, <laughs> I am validating <laughs> what you want to do in your alternate life. <laughs> right. You have you my never confirmation. Know. I can surprise you. <laughs> this was such an amazing conversation. Thank you so, so much for taking the time. I had such fun. Uh, really, really enjoyed it. Uh, so thank oh, you. Same here. Same here. Thank you so much for inviting me. I really, I really appreciate it. And, and I love your podcast. I'm going to keep listening and I uh, can't wait Yay. to see who you have on next. Yes. Yes. And for everyone else listening in, thank you for joining. I, I really hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I had fun. Subscribe to People of Marketing on your favorite podcast app and catch you next time.